as a little kid growing up in Jamaica, football was, well, soccer. And it made sense to me because you played the game with your foot. But then I left my homeland and I came to the United States with my family. And among the things I began to explore were sports. Of course, I took on baseball and became an avid New York Yankees fan. Still am. Hate me if you want or join me in the victory. (laughs) 27. That's all I'm saying. 27. (laughs) And, And then there was American football. I still remember the day going to school when my friends were crushed about the Jets losing to the Miami Dolphins in what would become known as the Mud Bowl. Richard Todd threw five interceptions, and my friends were mad. As mad as mad could be, as mad as little elementary school kids could be about this game. And me? Well, I was intrigued. Why were they so upset about this game? And what was the interest in this game of football that wasn't played with your feet? Unless you count the running. Well, (laughs) Anywho, much like running to gain yardage and avoiding being tackled, how many obstacles have you had to overcome in pursuit of your dream? That's a story for today. Let's go. We talking about leadership, communication, public speaking, storytelling, motivation. And if you listen, you can speak out to the nation. If you think about it, life is your own creation. RK3 is the show. He speaks with confidence. He speaks with that flow. And you should already know how it goes. They're rolling with a pro. The RK3 Show. Hey, people. Hey, people. Hey, people. I'm dancing and grooving. Just want to give some shout outs today to some of the people who shared responses about the show and my son's intro. Stephanie Grant, Justin Jones, Fasu, Lisa Nelson, Stephen Hart from the Trailblazers FM podcast. Thank you for your comments. Siobhan Gabriel, Simona Watts, Kelvin Mitchell, Phil Wesley, Kimon Hines, Cheryl Bindeglass. Listen, Thanks so much for taking the time to comment and pour into my son. He read the comments. He loved them. He had a big smile on his face. I appreciate you. Well, if you didn't know, we're at season two. But I want to invite you to go back and check out some of the great episodes we had in season one. Interviews with amazing people like Alan Weiss, Tom Schwab, Rob Holman, Kathy Fayok, Lois Kramer. You want to learn about the business of speaking, how to communicate like a leader and more? Go download these episodes and grow. Now, before we jump into the interview for today, I want to share with you a resource, Asana. People ask me how I organize myself and organize my team. Well, there are many different project management systems out there, but my team and I use Asana. Most of my team is virtual. And so when we do our video meetings on Monday mornings, we have to go off and deal with our different tasks and different responsibilities. And it can get confusing if everyone is writing down their tasks on separate pieces of paper or napkins. So we need a place where we can keep track of our projects, our timelines, upload files, and communicate quickly and easily. And for us, Asana is that tool. You can start out with a free account or you can upgrade to something that fits your needs perfectly. So I want to recommend and encourage you to check out Asana at Asana.com. Okay, now to our interview. My guest, Merrill Hodge, was a running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears of the National Football League. Yep, that's the NFL, folks. (laughs) He was also a former ESPN analyst and even a cancer survivor. 
Now, Merrill inspires audiences nationwide with a story of strength and perseverance in the face of adversity and his strategies for overcoming obstacles to achieve one's goals. He's a highly sought after speaker. He addresses topics ranging from life in the NFL to health and fitness to concussion awareness to strategies for setting and attaining personal goals. Merrill has a powerful story. Let's start from the top. Merrill, how's it going, my friend? Robert, awesome, brother. Good to be with you, my friend. All right. Glad. Well, listen, I, I, I watched you on ESPN, and I think I'm just old enough to may have, maybe have seen you a little bit while you were still playing. <laughs> so tell me a little yeah. bit, man, about uh, that transition. I know for a lot of people it's, it's tough to, to transition from the NFL to that post-career. Tell me a little bit about that transition for you. Yeah, well, I think it can be um, if you don't prepare for it. Yeah. Um, I actually entered entered the NFL and my first five years in the league, I played for Chuck Knoll and Chuck was a terrific teacher and um, coach of life, um, not just football, but life. And he was always talking about our life's work and being prepared for that, do things that um, take advantage of the stage that you're on to take advantage of it. Just don't abuse it. And um, he just had great counsel, um, and I was grateful for him because it it, it got my wheels in motion um, that maybe normally I wouldn't have otherwise. So um, it was really that leadership and counsel that, uh, thank goodness I listened to, that, that really helped me with my transition. That's awesome. That's, so tell me a little bit about where some of this started. You, you, you had this dream growing up of becoming a, a football player. What really made you decide you wanted to pursue that or follow that path? Well, I, you know, I, I think most people could identify with what I'm about to say, um, um, especially if you were a kid. I'm, I'm sure that you, you, you wanted two things. You were either asked, you know, hey, what do you want to do with your life? What are you going to be, you know? Or you kind of knew as a kid, you dreamed of doing certain things. Um, and I, I remember being asked as a kid, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, wow, I'm, I never thought of that. That's <laughs> like, wow. And I, I, I loved sports. I loved all, I played all the sports, and, but football was my, my love. And um, I walked in my grandparents' house one day and I, I looked over at the TV and I saw a football game. And I had no idea they played it on TV. I was like, just taken back by it was the Green Bay Packers too. I'll never forget. I don't know who they were playing. I just remember the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. But uh, two things happened. I was I was like, wow, I didn't know they play on TV. But then I was like, now I know what I want to do. Um, yeah. And so that immediately became a passion of mine. And I was I was adamant about doing it. And and this what I'm about to say now um, is probably why I see things. One of the reasons. I think I see things through a child's eyes more than most adults do is I couldn't wait for somebody to ask me what I was going to do. I couldn't wait to announce it. And, um, first person to ask me, I told him I'm going to play in the national football league. And one of four things was always said to me right after that person would ask it, they'd they'd say, Oh son, you know how hard that is? Wow. The odds are of you playing the NFL. Oh, don't put our eggs in one basket. You know, you wouldn't want to be disappointed one day or it was impossible. And what you know, I like to reflect back on it now, I'm, I'm like, okay, the people that were supposed to encourage me were the first ones to discourage me. 
Mm. And that's what I'm passionate about. Young people is they're resilient, you know, really from uh, the most part, they're resilient. Um, Cause I, it didn't faze me, even though they, all those people that had no positive feedback, I just, I never got discouraged by it. Um, and that really led me to my first moment of truth in life. When I, I put my first goal board together up on my wall. I had my dad make a wall of cork for me. And at the top of it, I put, I will play in the national football league. And I call it a moment of truth is that, and everybody has these. Um, and it comes down to making choices and what direction are you going to go? But as I sat and looked at, I will play in the national football league. I started to revisit all the things people said to me, you know, how hard it is, the odds, uh, don't put our eggs in one basket. You know, it was impossible. And the more I could let that consume my thought process, the more I let that become everything I focused on. I will play in the National Football League, nothing more than words on a wall. And I'll tell you this, it was a, a disheartening feeling. And this is the time, the first time ever those words find a way popped into my head. Wow. And it inspired one word I'll probably say a lot inspired action it changed my thought process it inspired a journey it inspired me to do something about my circumstance to take charge and then the, so the first thing i start thinking is like gosh dang it who who can help me um and it sends me on this journey uh, that's, I, I wrote a book actually entitled find a way and i kind of document the, the journey through that you know living a dream but those words end up helping me fight to live too. I get diagnosed with cancer at age 38. Um, I think I'll be honest with you. Uh, I am still are not articulate enough to describe the emotions of that day. Other than they were the dark days of diagnosis. Um, it was the most devastating news I'd ever heard. And two things consume me chemotherapy and dying very similar hmm. to, um, that moment of truth. I had standing on a bed, letting, the odds, the hard work, don't put all your eggs in one basket, and it was impossible, consume me. And it was actually my daughter who, because um, find a way to become a parenting tool for me, who really kind of shook me out of my thought process. And she said, well, Dad, you need to find a way. And it, man, I can talk about another moment of truth in your life. It completely changed my energy again. I mean, dying wasn't an option. Um, being sick and tired and feeling sorry for myself, not an option. Um, being bald, that was going to be an option, but it inspired my focus to go towards, Hey, how do I take, how do I take action in my circumstances? How do I change them? What am I control of and how can I control it? And, and I, I'm still living that. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody listening to your podcast have never had a challenge in their life. Or have never had a goal in their life or never had something they wanted to change in their life. And you can be going along in life and have things. I was at ESPN for 21 years. Um, they let me go after 21 years. And at around age 52, do you ever think that you're going to run into uh, life-changing things like you did at, you know, age 12 or 21 or 38 when you're diagnosed with cancer? Not really. Right here again, you have a challenge to find a way, you know, and to take take charge of your circumstances. So 
Okay, that word, those words will always inspire me. They will always resonate with me. That's why I do a lot of speaking around the country, and I, uh, I'm grateful for those opportunities that you could share with people. Because so many, I'm a product of so many people. You know, from Walter Payton, I already mentioned Chuck Knoll. I mean, my own daughter to Aristotle, uh, to a whole host of people in my life. You know that um, have stimulated me, challenged me, or inspired me. And without that, I don't think there's everybody. I mean, everybody's responsible to take action and do their part. That is our job, and that is our responsibility. But in the journey, I. I tell people that football is the greatest team sport I've ever played, but life's the greatest team game. And we all are teammates and we all, you know, can help one another being, you know, you can inspire you can, people. You can be an inspiration or motivation to people right. in your life. Um, and we all have, can do that to one another. I get inspired or moved. Oftentimes when I go speak, when I hear somebody's journey or, uh, what they've dealt with or something, some piece of wisdom. So uh, that's why I enjoy doing things like this is that maybe you spark somebody and you give them a little energy to take action. You know, yeah. they, eventually they got to do it. Nobody's going to change your circumstances. You know, I'm not going to come clean up somebody's life, change it, take it, take it away. But man, you have the power to do that. I think yep. I try to get people to realize you have the tools it's like this. Um, do you control your mind or does your mind control you? And the goal for all of us is to control our mind, get our mind and spirit to work for us every day yeah. in a positive way, in the best way we can. And how do you go about doing that? For me, I'm looking to my left and I got my goals written up here in my office. Okay. I see them every day to our starting in my day. So that, that moves me, that keeps me focused. I've developed habits that help help me um, attack those once I've established them. So I get, I control my mind more than my mind controls it, me. So I try to get people to realize it's about developing the tool set we have, sharpening it, making, you probably heard the term, um, bad habits are hard to break. Well, <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, well, so are good ones. Yep. You know, you develop great habits, they're hard to break too. You know, they become you. They become who you are. So, um, sports has helped me in that, that, uh, uh, that development of my, my life's, my life's tool belt. Yeah. And I've had great people who have inspired me and it's applicable to other professions, uh, challenges, um, circumstances that, that we face daily. So, um, uh, I like to share that and, and I clearly like to learn from others too. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Hey, are you interested in telling your story in a way that's more impactful, inspirational, and influential? Come on and join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook. That's the Storytellers Growth Lab. Come on over and we'll share with you tips, tricks, and tutorials on ways of making your story even more convincing, how you can connect with others and even make some cash while you tell it. Come on, join us in the Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook. I'll see you there. And now back to the show. You, listen, you've just literally given us a master class in personal development, finding a way, persistence and resilience just now. And one of the things that we talk about on the show all the time is is the presentation, the public speaking, the storytelling aspect of things. So can you share with us 
a little bit about how you capture and maintain the attention of people as a professional speaker? What are two or three important things that you do to really help people not only understand, but, but take in and ingest and, and, and pay attention to the story that you're sharing with them? Well, you, you actually just hit the key, one of the key words, but the, the most important thing with anything you do in life, I don't care what profession it is. I don't care what you're doing. Be prepared, be very, be prepared before you enter any arena. So, you know, once you have done that, that should establish confidence. Does that mean you're not going to be nervous or have some, um, some, you know, some, um, some sense of anxiety. I mean, can you have those type of emotions that come with performing or doing something or entering into something for something? Absolutely. But being prepared can help that soothe that. So being prepared, I think is one of the most vital things you can ever do in life period. And then from, a, I call myself a messenger, quite honestly, more than a speaker, because I try to share a message because I'm a product of so many people. And yeah, the message is for you to apply any way you see fit. You know, I, I, I clearly don't have the 10 steps to life and you're going to be happy. I mean, <laughs> we all have, you know, there's some footers in life that are key no matter what we do. You know, like you got to be accountable. You got to be responsible. You got to be, you got to have the, you got to be able to and have the willingness to work, to be a willing participant, to take on the things that you're striving for. You can't just hope things are going to happen and wish things are going to get done. You got to take action. You got to do the work. Okay. So those are never going to change. I was on a, I was with Herm Edwards. I were on a show one time at ESPN and he was talking about, you know, it's old school, you know, working hard, being accountable, being responsible. And as he's talking, obviously the value, what he was saying was, right on but it struck me i'm like you know Herm, i don't believe in old school i believe it's the only school you're telling me in the 60s 70s 80s 90s or even today that that had changed it has not okay you're still being working hard being accountable being responsible all those things are consistent today like they were back in the 50s 60s 70s with people who want success and have success yeah, you know, or want to change their circumstance. So it's not, uh, it's not old school. It's the only school. So, um, the last part, you know, from a, um, a presentation of speaking or messaging, is really, I, I think, um, and this is actually true um, in a lot of phases from television and presenting. If you can translate a message with stories, if you can tell a story within. Uh, a message. I think that helps. I think it, it, um, I, I will tell you this, um, the greatest commercial in the history of television is the Coke commercial with Joe green. And yeah. why is it, it, why is it the greatest commercial that tells a story? If you go back and look at it, um, I think the longest running television show in TV history is 60 minutes. Most people wouldn't know that, but what they do is they tell stories. And um, I, I had this conversation actually with Steve Sable, who um, Ed Sable and Steve Sable were the founders of NFL Films. NFL Films, yep. And and um, they're about filmmakers. They're about talent. But he was like, even that is about telling a story with a camera. So telling a story is a really important 
way. I think it's even important, you know, when you're trying to make a point, you know, or get people to understand things. If you can share experiences with them and uh, actual facts with it versus, hey, don't do that. I'll give you an example. I was in college when the Say No to Drugs campaign came out. And I remember being a part of it, and I was I was a little, I thought we were missing something. You know, say no to drugs, we went to say no to drugs, but we never told the kids why to say no. Right. And I was always like, why don't we, eventually I got the phone, like, why don't we tell them why? Not just the bad that comes from it, how about the reward from not doing it? If we present options and scenarios, we create a tool belt for them in handling Drugs. So there's peer pressure when it comes to this and saying, no, just sometimes ain't good enough. You know, sometimes a kid collapses and that's right. So how can we give, first of all, if you're going to do it, here's, here could be the real possible outcomes, a high degree of outcomes. Okay. You know, you know, we're talking about disease issues, death. I mean, nothing good. And if we say no, then here's some things that are going to come from that, you know, that are positive and powerful and meaningful to you. Okay, then give them tools on how to go about getting them down the right path of saying no versus just saying no. And I'm like, oh, what are you, soft? What are you, you know, you know, kids are, you pressure yeah. in and like, oh, yeah, you're right, I'm not soft. Sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, so, you know, kids collapse. I mean, you know, so um, that was, and that's, that's always stuck with me and when I did that. And so presenting those kind of things, um, um, I think it helps you when you have ways um, to, to present things with a story and experience that, that, that has helped. Awesome. Awesome. So Meryl, I, you, if I'm a big fan, number one, number two, you've got a great message. Find a way for people that really want to get connected with you, find out more about you and really resonate with your message. Where can they find you? What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. You know, uh, MerrillHodge.com, that's M-E-R-R-I-L-H-O-G-E.com. I only spell it out because I probably have the only three names in America that are spelled no other way that anybody would ever think of. So <laughs> my ancestors like to be, I guess, funny or creative. <laughs> I got no, I got two R's, one L. I have no D in Hodge and yet it's pronounced Hodge. So that makes it interesting. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. When the unexpected hits, you've got a couple of choices. You can forget everything and run, or you can face everything and rise. Find a way, like Merrill says, you've got this. Your life is going to be filled with moments you could not have prepared for. So your ultimate tool, your ultimate weapon in this fight is your mind, your courage, your willingness to push through. It's time for you to take life on because the world is waiting for your story. Listen, I want you to join me next week because I'll be chatting with Lena Ware. This is a young lady who came up with a service for speakers that many of them didn't even know they needed. Talk about creating your own lane. Do me a favor. Share this episode that you just listened to with someone. Send them to Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, anywhere you find podcasts, and then tell them to tune in to the next episode. We release new episodes every Tuesday, okay? Don't forget, if you want to become a paid public speaker, check the show notes for links to the Zero to Paid Speaker course. And there's also a link in the show notes sharing 28 ways to find speaking gigs. 
It's a free download. Download that and start telling your story. Lastly, I want you to join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook. We're looking to equip one million people to tell their stories with confidence and for profit. Listen, I know that life ain't always easy and you got a lot of stuff happening to you. But guess what? Everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III and you've been listening to The RKT Show.